Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Range Podcast. I'm Ricky Bruley, and with me is Jake Hollywood Iverson. Join us at the Archery Range, where we'll tell stories from the hunt, discuss technical bow shooting tactics and gear, and pick the brains of some of the most successful people to ever shoot a bow. Whether you're about to shoot that X for the win or send an arrow at a trophy buck, this podcast is for you. Range Podcast is brought to you by Vapor Trail Archery, makers of the best bowstrings money can buy, originators of limb-driven arrow rest technology, and innovators of stokerized stabilizer systems. Welcome to the range, everybody. I'm your host, Ricky Bruley, and today I'm joined by veterans Kyle Mindiola and Adam Erb of Archery Origins. Archery Origins is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to introduce veterans to the sport of archery and to demonstrate the therapeutic release that it can offer from daily stressors and PTSD. Uh, you can find more information about Archery Origins on their website at www.archeryorigins.com and on Instagram at Archery Origins. Thank you all for joining us today. You can find the video version of this episode on our Vapor Trail YouTube channel. So please head on over, subscribe, Give us a like and hit that bell so you can be up to date on all things archery. Don't forget to follow us at the Range Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook, as well as Vapor Trail Archery and Stokerized Stabilizers. Kyle, Adam, thanks a lot for being here today. And more importantly, uh, thank you for your service. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Doing good. Yeah. yeah. Now that we're gone. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> It's been a wild, uh, wild ride. I think we're what we're like two hours and forty-five minutes behind schedule right now. Nobody's counting. It's yeah. crazy. You guys were hearing me sawing stuff and banging yeah. on things, and um, Good old Bob the Builder yeah, right waiting here. for the power tools. Making yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> well, it was. I. It's been just a crazy week. I won't get too deep into that, but yeah, just like a lot of last-minute things came in. Didn't have a lot of my adapters. Didn't have camera stuff. So I'm like trying to make things work. You know. Yeah. Um, you mean like your camera sitting on a two by four? <laughs> <laughs> it actually works. I was, I was actually pretty impressed with myself. I was like, man, I'm like, a, I'm like a modern day MacGyver. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so luckily we were able to kind of get this together anyways, you know, and I appreciate your guys' patience. I'm like, oh man, they're just going to walk out the door here pretty quick. And then <laughs> this is going to be all for naught. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate you guys being here. Uh, so I just want to start with you, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and your story, mm -hmm. and, and kind of why we're here having this conversation. All right. So, oh, geez, a whole bunch of questions. Um, my name is Kyle Mendiola. Um, 35 years old, been married for plus 10 years, my wife. Dang, uh, that's both, good. Congrats, yeah, man. Thanks. We're both uh, Air Force veterans. Uh, I got two kids. Uh, daughter Kaylee, she's ten, and my son Cooper, he's five, six. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's just a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. Kids are awesome. Mm -hmm. They uh, <laughs> definitely test you. Um, but uh, a good dose of reality of, uh, I guess, how you were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. You, you learn to to give and play, and 
Um, I mean, one big thing, you know, with being in the outdoors and, you know, definitely in archery and stuff, it's both my kids shoot bows and it's funny just watching them have fun and, Mm -hmm. you know, go crazy and stuff. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know the reason we're here, I guess, uh, myself and Adam are both veterans and, Mm -hmm. um, I was security forces in the air force for five years. Um, I, for those of you who don't know, security forces is basically like military police for the air force. That's kind of how everybody lets it know. But a lot of our stuff isn't messy. Isn't mostly, um, law enforcement. It's a lot more security side just because with aircrafts and everything. Yeah. Um, within six months of getting to my first duty station, I deployed to Balad, Iraq. Um, we took over for the army doing, QRF, which is a quick reaction force, and then mm-hmm. um, IRF, which is immediate response force to um, off the installation and then gate security and stuff. Um, I got to be a turret gunner, so that was a little fun. You get to see the the world from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> throwing water candy, stuff to kids. It was kind of fun. Right on. Um, S- more specifically, <coughs> a, as a turret gunner, what it, what does that mean exactly? So I was a, a 50 cal gunner on the top. That okay. or a 240 gunner, which is a 7.62 round. Yeah. Um, but like just, on a Humvee or something? Yeah, yep, yep. Okay. Top of the Humvee. Um, we were kind of the last generation of still rocked up armored Humvees, and then all the MRAPs and stuff started coming in. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, just going on patrols and different things, mm-hmm. um, taking care of what kind of what needed to be taken care of. So. Right. Um, and then came back from that. Got back to my duty station, and then an opportunity opened up, um, which was uh, I was stationed in uh, Nebraska, and we have um, four 747s there, which are known as the National Airborne Operations Center. Mm. Um, So if you look it up, it's known as the Doomsday Jet, basically. Mm. So it's a 747 that is all analog controls, everything, um, and it's designed to withstand a nuclear blast. So I got to... Fly security on that, um, and then within that, that role entitled, we flew uh, the secret- Secretary of Defense around the world um, mm. and then different delegates. So okay. um, when I served, we flew with uh, Secretary Gates and then Secretary Panetta. So oh, right on. Um, got to, I'm kind of one of those individuals that got to travel the world, mm-hmm. fortunately, yeah. um, and see different things. But it was uh, definitely eye-opening because we got to go to a lot of different countries. We landed at a lot of international airports and stuff so i got to deal a lot with locals um weren't really doing military operations you know as it was so um but um whenever we got to travel i got to invest myself into local culture so go to a lot of local markets you know just see how individuals lived around and um you know one big takeaway is was that no matter no matter where i was somebody was always willing to help me so mm-hmm. it was you know one big thing it was just like you're just another human trying to help another human so right you know break it down and you're like awesome you know granted we couldn't understand each other language you know a lot of pointing signal you know and everything but it was just fun to experience that and then come back you know to the u.s and you see people blowing up problems on whatever and you're just <laughs> like man it's so simple yeah just be nice to each other yeah. and help people out yeah so, um, yeah, so when I was in, I uh, met my wife. Um, we had our daughter. Um, she was born when we were still in. And then 
we both kind of agreed that we wanted to do the family thing. Um, so I separated. And then big rigmarole of uh, started a business. My wife was going to nursing school um, and working six and a half days a week, 12-hour days. I got to see my daughter basically in the middle of the night. So my wife was like, hey, it's either the family or the business. And, mm -hmm. you know, I feel you only get one shot with the family. You can start yep. a business doing anything. So yep. um, sold my business and then had to, went back to school. Um, it was kind of that Billy Madison thing where I'm <laughs> 20 something year old, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. going to school with a bunch of 18 year olds at the mm -hmm. community college. And I'm like, Hey, I'm trying to learn my profession. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But, uh, went to school for machining. So I'm a tool and die maker machinist. Mm -hmm. Um, and then got myself into that career. Um, and that's how landed meeting Adam. Okay. Um, we worked at the same company for a while and then. Um, I actually started and then found out Adam worked there, but he was in the guard. So Adam would be gone for two months at a time or whatever. So mm. randomly this guy would come back to work and I'm like, <laughs> Hey, I'm your coworker. <laughs> and that, uh, we found out that, um, our wives were actually pregnant at the same time. So it was kind of mm. crazy. So mm -hmm. we were actually, and I think they were due within like weeks apart. So yeah. it was kind of cool. We were both on like baby countdown, which is like, yeah. Um, and so that was just super cool getting to know each other. You know, our yeah. families were super close with mm -hmm. age of kids and stuff like that. So it just worked out. And then we went from there and then, you know, um, started this. Yeah. Started yeah. this. So, but, cool. uh, yeah, so it was fun. So I know we'll get a little bit more into what we're doing, but yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I wanted to, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and, um, he was talking about a friend of his. Uh, who had a few tours, you know, and, and I, w I was just thinking about how, you know, just wild it is to think about the things that you've seen, both of you have probably mm -hmm. seen. And then I, and then I'm like, I like wake up and, you know, get up out of bed and go eat a bowl of cereal and stuff and can't even fathom what it would be like to be in those types of situations. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's like, um, I don't know how, to, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just kind of a, it's like, wow you know like you said it is pretty simple yeah mm -hmm. you know relatively speaking you have those moments where you're just like you know at your wits end because there's so many different things going on or you know anxiety sets in because of something or whatever it may be and then it's, it's like then you think then i think about that and it's like well pretty blessed yeah you know absolutely yeah. well and i i hate to like <clears throat> quote another podcast but um i know like rogan always says like your worst day is your worst day you yeah. know, compared to somebody else's. So it's right. like, you know, that the one thing I hate is, um, you know, and it, I believe hate's a pretty strong word, but it's mm -hmm. like when you have veterans or military members, like comparing themselves to the next person of like what you did, you know, what you did. Mm -hmm. But it's funny when, you know, there's, a, it's the joke is like, how do you know if you're standing in a room with a pilot? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he'll tell you, he'll tell you that he's a pilot yes. where like, a special forces member you'll never know right. who that individual is you yeah know, they just go to work do their thing and you mm -hmm. know move on so mm -hmm. it's like yeah you you have individuals that have been through serious situations you know and then come home it's like you said it's like you know you, you still gotta learn to flow yourself into everyday life yeah um you know and that's where we're obviously seeing you know more and more veterans with ptsd and everything but yeah um 
you know, I, th I think it's definitely changing to the atmosphere of people talking, speaking, you know, being more approachable on, on those type of situations. And mm -hmm. so, you know, people are willing to ask for help or, you know, just spark a conversation, yeah. you know, with somebody else. And it is the craziest thing on just the <clears throat> candid conversations you have with other veterans, um, you know, especially when we go to 3D shoots and stuff like that, and you're, you start talking with another veteran, um, and it's just 90% of the time you've had very similar situations. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you click, and you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, man, I was there too. Or, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I had this. You know, mine was like this, but, you know, it's very similar. Um, but then it's on the other side if you connect with a civilian on something. I mean, it's like we both have families. We both, you know, raise kids. It's like yeah, you know, I've been to the thing where it's like, you know, your wife's pregnant, it's three in the morning and she wants popsicles. It's like, you're getting your ass out of bed and you're going to go get her something, you know? Yeah. So it's like, they, no matter how you look at it, everyone's had very similar situations, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, but it's that um, how you mesh, how you make things work is, you know, the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, I've always kind of wondered this, I guess, too, because, you know, you, when you had mentioned PTSD and, uh, <clears throat> Is it, do you see, like, do, does somebody necessarily have to have, like, a traumatic experience in the military to have PTSD? Or is, can it be a, a situation where it's, like, because you're kind of ingrained in this environment for so long and you get used to the routine and you get used to having, you know, all of this direction all of the time, mm -hmm. you know? And then now it's, like, you're, you're out and yeah. you're in the... I don't know if the real world is the right word to use, <laughs> yeah. but you're, you know, you're, you're no longer in the military mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. now you don't have somebody barking things at you. And again, please correct me if I'm being like no. naive about what I'm saying, but now it's like all of a sudden you have to like merge mm -hmm. into society without that. And, and would you say that creates some PTSD with, veterans yeah. as well yeah so. i could see that I mean, like i know a couple people personally who've retired from the military and then they end up getting in a bunch of trouble because they don't have that structure of their life and mm -hmm. um when i was in missouri this past summer for eight weeks um one of my instructors retired i think he was navy but <clears throat> he mentioned one thing that i've never really thought about and he's like being in the military is so easy like it's the easiest job on the planet you're told what to do where to go what to wear He's like, when you're a civilian and you're retired, he's like, now I actually have to decide what I'm going to wear today. Right, you know? right. Or it's easy to get up and just put a uniform on and, mm -hmm. you know, that's your day. But, you know, so I was just thinking about that. Like, yeah, that would be kind of tough. Like, actually <laughs> figuring out what I'm wearing that day mm -hmm. instead of just putting my uniform on. So Yeah. Yeah. You do. I mean, there's a lot of things, though, like the transition is hard for a lot of people. Yeah, sure. So it, it is a thing where, like, it's a lot easier for some people to just sign your name for to extend your contract mm -hmm. versus, you know, the saying you know grass is greener on the other side it's like transitioning out of the military can be quite hard for a lot of people mm -hmm. so that's where you see a lot of veterans where they you know go back home or you know separate out and then they just you know become a stay-home individual because they don't want it's not that they don't want to it's just a lot of people don't know how to interact with right. the civilian population and it's yeah i mean you look at it i'm i don't know what numbers are but i'm sure it's you could at least one in five people will be a veteran if you, you know, some sort, you know, mm -hmm. looking out there and stuff. I know they say, what is it? It's now 1%, 3% of the population yeah. is military. But I think it's also, you know, if you go to the pickleball court, you, you probably aren't going to find 
too many veterans there, but you go somewhere in the outdoors, I mean, you're going to find someone. Yeah. Know? I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, they ingrain themselves in what they're doing. Um, so, but the transition part, you know, and I hate the whole like stigma of like PTSD or PTSS, you know, you put a title on it. It's mm -hmm. just like, it, it can be traumatic for somebody, you know, and it, whatever it is. Right. Know? Or, you know, going to a 40 hour job after you get out of the military, it's like, it sucks. You're kept mm -hmm. to a certain schedule. You know, on the other side of it though, it's like, Military, you're told what to do, where to, you know, all that stuff. But regular clocking in at a job, some people like it, some people don't. You know, yeah. it's just like now you have, now you're held to way too many restrictions. You know, yeah. it's like you're late for work. Cool. Now you're going to get reprimanded. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, a lot of that stuff where it's like in the military, it's like you get reprimanded by physical activity. Yeah. You know, but you're not getting fired from the military. Right. Yeah. Where like you could lose your source of income, you know, in the regular civilian world. So that's a big thing. Like, you have to have the ability to hold yourself accountable, you know, when you come out, I believe even more, yeah. you know, than versus in the military, it's kind of, they turn a lot of, tend to turn a blind eye yeah. you know, for some situations. So. Yeah. But yeah. Cause I, and I I'd never really thought about that, but my sister-in-law, I think she was 20 years. I think she was in the military. Uh, and she was talking a little bit about that. Well, she wasn't, but, my wife was talking a little bit about her transition and just how, again, that's what she had noticed was it was difficult because, you know, my wife was like, Hey, you know, it's great to have you back. Let's, let's go grab a bite to eat. Where do you want to go? And she's like, the job. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She's not, it's like, and, she, yeah. and my, and my wife was like, well, what's wrong? Everything. Okay. And she's like, I don't know. I'm not used to having to make decisions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just the simplest things. And I was yeah. like, wow, that's interesting. I never, you know, would have thought about that, but yeah. it makes perfect sense. So, um, yeah. I mean, and like you said, we'll get a little bit more in, into that. Um, but we'll, we'll move over here to Adam. What, what about you, man? What's your story? Yeah. So, uh, I'm Adam Herb. I'm 32, <laughs> 32, I think. Uh, young, young bucks. Man. Yeah. <laughs> young bucks. Uh, married to my wife, Danielle. We had our 10 year wedding anniversary this past summer. Wow. Um, good job, which, which was awesome. Uh, I have two daughters, Eliana. She's, 10 now and riley she'll be six next weekend okay um gosh i'm 10 and 6 for yeah, you too yeah they're exactly yeah, same. like it's super crazy yeah i um, can't imagine why you guys are friends yeah, <laughs> and they get along great yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i mean that's kind of my family life um but i've been in the military since 2010 i joined in yeah may of 2010 uh deployed with uh, the first brigade out of minnesota here uh to iraq and kuwait um, which was an absolute blast. I loved every minute of that. Oh, really? That's oh, cool. yeah. I think about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, some of the things that you just, I mean, it's easy. Like he said, it's just easy. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing today? I'm just going to make it to the next meal. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, that's how you think about you it. You can't yeah. go home when you're deployed. Yeah. So it's right. like you're there. Yeah. And you're just, guess you're going to make the yeah. best of it. Yeah. And then you just find out, like, you're, just you're, you're forced to, like, <laughs> solve the problem. Yeah. You can't just, like, get in your car and drive away. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a blast over there. I uh, made a lot of really good friends that I still talk to today. And um, I think that kind of, like, drove my career um, in a fortunate way for me. I was a, a 19 kilo or a tanker for about nine years. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my wife kind of made me make a decision. Either it was because I was having a hard time being, like, traditional guardsman, you know, and then having a civilian job. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like you'd come back from whatever, doing army stuff. And I'd always have to take like a day to just kind of like reset my brain sure. to like 
like I can't just go to work and yell at people like it doesn't work that way. Right. <laughs> and yeah. the civilian side around the army, that's just Tuesday, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we decided either it's going to be like you're just going to get out mm-hmm. or we're going to make this like a full time thing. Right. So I found a job through my brother. He works on the same team I do now. But now I work I'm full time guard agr they call it or title 32 mm. um that's my monday through friday job i don't clock in or nothing like that i get yeah. to work i throw a uniform on i do my job um so i was a 74 delta a seaburn specialist uh for a couple of years and then this past summer i just accepted a job on the same team as a 25 bravo or an information system specialist mm-hmm. or analyst i think it is but yeah so now i kind of went from like the shooting stuff and like playing with really big guns to like playing with really nasty chemicals and stuff. So like oh, wow. now I get to like do it stuff, which is mm. really what I enjoy. Sure. Um, but like coming into Kyle, like I was a tool and die maker with him before I took uh, my full-time job here. And like he said, I remember, I think I was doing something with the guard where I wasn't at work for a while. I was probably an AT or something, but um, I heard that we, we hired this new kid. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, ah, oh, he's in the Air Force. I'm like, oh, boy, <laughs> well, this will be fun. <laughs> um, but it worked out. Um, <laughs> there's always the, it's like, the, one. the inner branch, like, yeah. sticking Jab, each other, yeah. you know, jabs yeah. and whatnot. Because the Air Force is <clears throat> the Air Force. And <laughs> the Army is the Army. But now that I work with, like, a bunch of Air Force people, I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish I was in the Air Force, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Life would have been a little bit easier. But, um, like, I didn't. I didn't really grow up like in the outdoors or not, you know, mm-hmm. I'd shoot my pellet gun or whatever, but like I never went camping. I'd, I'd haven't gone hunting until I turned 30. Yeah. Like it just wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I met Kyle and you know, he was nagging me to do this like archery thing. And yeah. I was pretty big into precision rifle at the time. And I'm like, well, that's not impressive. Like <laughs> bows don't impress me. Big rifles do. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. Um, my youngest daughter, she was getting older and like, the PRS side of the house was taking over more and more time and more and more money. And, you know, so I gave up PRS to, you know, kind of focus on my family, but like there was always just something like behind me that I was just like nagging me to like do something. Mm -hmm. And so finally, after like two years of Kyle nagging me (laughs) about archery, I was like, fine, I'll do it. (laughs) Like, we'll try this thing. Yeah. And so got a bow. I think it was like a, what a Matthews tactic. I think it was the bow I had. And yeah, um, the great bow loved it and you know realized like out on the archery range like even if you're just a static range it wasn't necessarily 3d or hunting at that mm-hmm. point um that it, archery was giving me what prs was giving me at the time and mm-hmm. i just didn't know that precision rifle was actually doing something for me right so, and i get my bullets back mm-hmm. which is awesome <laughs> yeah so yeah and i can do it in my backyard which yeah. is even better so right. like, you know you don't have to travel yeah, yeah. i don't have to travel well, i don't have to drive up north to go shoot a mile it's like I can just shoot 40 yards in my backyard or, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. So, but yeah, I guess that's, you know, kind of my little short story of, you know, how me and Kyle uh, met, I guess. Yeah. And then, you know, the, the archery origins thing just kind of came out of that. I know, like, we were both working with a different nonprofit at the time uh, when I first came in and saw some things with that nonprofit that we didn't necessarily agree with and uh, kind of wanted to go our own route and, do a nonprofit that was more focused around like veterans and PTSD and the sport of archery, not necessarily just hunting. Right. Yeah. Cause there's people that shoot archery all the time that, that all they do is shoot target or 3d. Exactly. Or, or you yeah. get the big bow hunter guys that only shoot their bow once a year and mm-hmm. you know, they walk out to their food plot and boom, archery yeah. season's done for them, mm-hmm. you know? So 
yeah, it was just, I think it was just a natural thing as, you know, we progressed in our friendship and then, you know, we decided, hey, let's, let's do this thing. So mm-hmm. we got a bunch of people together and, you know, just said, all right, let's just do it. Yeah. You know? and I've never run a business before. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about that. I've never run a nonprofit before. So in, in the majority of the people on the board, you know, or that are associated with AL haven't either. So it's just, it's been a learning process for everybody Yeah. as you know, we've progressed into what we are now, you know, from where we came from sitting in Kyle's basement and drinking some beers and yeah. with a couple of notepads being like, okay, let's record do, this on our phone. What yeah. do we do next? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Those are yeah. a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, do we have to like bring this meeting together or something? Does someone have a gavel? Yeah. You know, it, it was like that, Yeah. you know, nobody yeah. knew, but you know, give it, you know, a year now, like it's grown exponentially from where it was and the relationships we've made with people like with you guys here at Vapor Trail and Chris Ham with HHA and you know, all these awesome people we've met along the way that now it's really fun to like go out to these 3d shoots. I'm a, I'm a pretty big introvert. I don't really like talking to people. Um, but like Bowfest was a blast when we did that in 21 yeah. and HHA was there. We were up there, the Midwest Bowhunter guys, they were up there and yeah. you know, that was four days of just like awesome. Mm-hmm. Like your family came up, my family came yeah. up, you know, we were, you know, walking around shooting the trails all day and the family, they're playing in the pools and, you know, after we're done shooting, we'd go sit in the hot tub and went out to dinner, yeah, you know, go, going yeah. out to dinner as families, you know, and then, yeah. So it's just, it, it's something that we can incorporate the families yeah. together do you know so it's yeah. just super fun so yeah i mean you can't can't really bring your family to a prs match you know you go sit over there where you're behind the firing line you know yeah, right. me shoot. the archery is <laughs> it's like all encompassing everybody can do it mm-hmm. you know and now my daughters are into it too so which i never thought would be a thing mm-hmm. but you know they see me out in the backyard shooting and you know i usually have like my saddle set up in the tree just for you know play with or whatnot now my daughter wants to get up there so she's got her little harness she like hooks in and she'll climb up there and just hang on the tree she's like six <laughs> that's my, rad the neighbor's looking out the back window like what man that's really cool um so many things i want to say right so i had a, you probably saw me over here I was like mm-hmm. kind of trying to sneak in some <laughs> typing because i'm because i'll forget if i don't so a couple things and i'm going to kind of I'm going to be a little bit all over the place here with, with some of this, but the the main point that I wanted to make is when you were talking about how you guys became friends through archery and, and, and all of that. And that, that's a, probably a big part of, you know, the mantra of archery origins as well, but, and I'll let you guys kind of elaborate on that, but just how cool is it that, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast and I I just never really thought about it before until I started having these conversations, but it's just so cool that a bow, something like a sport like archery can bring people together. Mm -hmm. And then it also has like so much therapeutic value. Yeah. And then not only that, there's a lot of things that could have therapeutic value, Mm -hmm. you know, like some people like to play video games or some people like, you know what I mean? But this has way more benefits in in so many other ways. Mm -hmm. Right. And then even to, even to the point where you're saying now it's brought your families together and the kids are getting into it and it'll just be passed down, you know, and and it's not for everybody. You know, eventually, you know, there might be a break in the, in the link or whatever with that stuff. But, um, it's just, to me, it's just so cool. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you guys on the podcast again, because, I love how archery brings people together and that's what the range is about, right? Cause you back in, you know, when I was in my twenties and I was shooting, um, leagues at some of the other, uh, 
ranges here in the metro and stuff those are some of my favorite times like and i still have friends that i talk to to this very day from those from those times and everybody has different backgrounds but we have a common interest and we talk about you know our families you yeah. know so it's just it's really cool and I, I love all of that when you were talking about the time and how much fun that you had mm-hmm. when you were in kuwait um it may it, you know like I think about, so I, I play Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like a couch commando, yeah. right? But I'm not that guy that has these illusions that I'm a military person or I ever will be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I aspired to be when I, was a, when I was a kid, but just that's another story, right? It yeah. just, my path went a different direction. But, you know, you, just, you see all the gear and you're like, man, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, one, of the, one day I just want to walk around in that gear. No, you don't. It's heavy. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cause, but then I go, that's where my brain was going because then I think about, like, I, even, even with some of the best haunting gear that you, is available to you, mm-hmm. you have those moments where you're in the mountains and you're, you're, you know, hoofing it up a hill and you're just dying. You know, you're sweating. It's just hot and you just want to start ripping everything off. You know what I mean? So I can't even imagine what that would be like. You're in the desert, no less. Yeah. Uh, and you I, can't really get away with not having sleeves, correct, right? Because yeah. you put yourself at risk. Yep. So Yeah, you just can't take layers off. How? Yeah. You, you, just, you just sweat through it. Yeah, I remember when we landed, and it was super late at night. It was like zero one, zero two in the morning, something like that. And they opened up the door to the plane, and it was like 100 degrees out yeah. at 2 in the morning. I was like, yeah. shut that door and right. turn this train around. I'm, I'm not having this. And <laughs> it was brutal because we came, I think we flew in like the spring. Mm-hmm. from minnesota you know so yeah. it's like 60 70 degrees and you land a couple hours later it's yeah like 110 degrees out then the sun comes out and then it gets hot Hotter. you yeah. know <laughs> Oof. It, the it, big thing yeah. though is like you don't give it two weeks and you oh forget yeah about it yeah right like, you acclimate it, yeah. i'm sure but but the other thing too it's like like you said before you don't have a choice mm-hmm. you can't call mom to come pick you up <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. from summer camp it's like yeah. you're sweating your ass off and then you just deal with it mm-hmm. and then the acclimation thing when you're like, oh, cool, it's it's 80 degrees right now. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then it drops to 50, mm-hmm. you know, when the sun goes down, you're like, oh, I'm freezing my ass off. Yeah. You know, and you're like, but then in the military, it's different than civilian world where you're like, yeah, let me put layers on. You know, when you're in the military, you're like, you can't wear that jacket with those shorts. And you're yeah. like, okay, I'm going right. to freeze my ass off. Right. So it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, I think the weirdest thing was like the, <clears throat> on the topic of like temperature is like, the sun will go down and it's 80 degrees out and you're out at the smoke pit in sweatpants and a sweatshirt shivering, <laughs> you know, because three hours ago it was 120 degrees out, you know. Right. And that was the weird thing for me was just acclimating to the temperature. And like Kyle said, like, give it two weeks, you know, give it a month and it's just a normal day. Mm-hmm. You walk outside and it's 100 degrees out. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, it's nice out. Yeah. yeah. Nice cool day today, you know. It's the like the... the the cheesy adage of oh at least it's a dry heat you know <laughs> yeah at least it was because <laughs> man in the middle of kuwait like out in the desert yeah it's 120 degrees but there's no humidity so you know you're not necessarily just sweating like mm-hmm. crazy right now you go inside your tent or it's 60 degrees now you're sweating you know yeah. or vice versa you know you walk out of your tent now you're soaking wet mm-hmm. yeah, but the weirdest thing is walking to the shower oh. and you're sweating you take a shower yeah by the time you walk from the shower back to your hooch mm-hmm. you're sweating yeah. <laughs> you're like well that was pointless mm-hmm. that was fun. yeah that right. that is probably the worst 
part of it was like walking to the shower shack which is you know 100 yards 200 yards away and you know you're just gross and nasty you know you just came off mission or whatever and you mm. want to go have an awesome shower so you get in you have you know 45 minute long shower get all clean you walk outside and there's a sandstorm <laughs> awesome <laughs> or you walk in and you don't have hot water yeah or there's no hot so water. you're just in a cold shower yep, so now like, you're having a cold shower yeah and it's, oh. but it's just one of those things like I, you know i mentioned earlier you just you gotta take it at face value right you know there's you're not gonna change it mm-hmm. you know, why why complain about it which is right. you know what the military does anyways i mean you know yeah. it could be the perfect day somebody in the military is gonna they're, we're gonna find something to complain about just because yeah. well, it's a way of passing time i was gonna say yeah. It, yeah it's a therapeutic thing too yeah. i'm sure yeah. you know there's also the other thing though too when you think about it like how many guys are on outposts that didn't have showers yeah. you're rather doing yeah. baby wipes or dumping water mm-hmm. bottle in your head and that's your shower you yeah. know mm-hmm. so it's like when you look at it as a perspective it's like yeah it was pretty nice i i you know yeah. had a hooch that had an air conditioning mm-hmm. you know like you go back and you, you know where there's other guys and you hear about their deployments you're like man that sucked <laughs> you were, and you're like oh, i guess i was pretty fortunate where i was yeah right like, you know all the, then, all the complaining we did about it was you know for nothing because yeah you know, we're pretty fortunate compared to a lot of people. So, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take sitting on the couch and getting humbled by a bunch of 15 year olds calling me bra. Yeah. Yeah. And then respawning. Cause they're just yep. yeah, <laughs> making fun of me. Cause I suck. <laughs> it's just like, I, I won't admit to you that I'm f- old enough to be your dad yeah, right. and I probably should be doing something more productive. <laughs> <laughs> Not an addict by any means, yeah. but you there's know. so many things I should be doing, but I'm really going to yep. get these 15 year old kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, they make me yeah. mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what kind of cheat code did you put into this game? Cause I don't know how yeah. that just happened. Coming from the days when we actually had cheat codes for yeah. video games. Right. You know, right. <laughs> Can't do oh, that that's no wild. More. So as you both know, this is an archery podcast. And so I'm just curious now, Adam, you already kind of talked about it. But Kyle, tell us a little bit about what got you into shooting a bow. So, um, like every Midwest kid, um, when I was in high school, I think, um, early high school, um, I went with my dad to a Whitetails Unlimited dinner. Mm. So mm. it's just one of those things that, like, you somebody knows somebody, and the, guess what? We have an open ticket. You know, you yeah. just need to come. So it's the kind of thing where. Um, you know, we got invited to one, and it was one of those things that um, I ended up winning a forged bow um, in a oh, raft. right on. So, um, which is crazy mm. because forge, so I'm originally from outside of Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and that's where forge is from. Yeah. So, I won a bow <clears throat> and ended up taking it to the pro shop or factory, whatever. It was like 20 minutes from my parents' house. Sure. So, I took the bow there, and. I was in high school and it was a full adult bow, you know, so I went there and they had different limbs and everything. And so it actually set that bow up for me. And I was like, sweet, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad bow hunted long time ago, but when I was growing up, I never saw it. It was just this bow that sat in the basement. I just like every kid that would go take his arrows and shoot them in the sky and try to <laughs> run away from them. You know? <laughs> so, um, so I had never really had a directive on like bow hunting. Um, I grew up gun hunting, you know, deer and everything in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So the typical one week a year kind of thing like that. Right. Um, I grew up pheasant hunting too, but that was just totally different. But have never had a directive of like bow hunting. Um, so I got this bow and went out to my uncle's property um, in southwest Wisconsin and where we gun hunted. And, you know, my uncle's like, go for it. Go try to shoot a deer. So 
um, sat in one of our stands and everything and had a doe come in and she was at like 20 yards and I was like this is cool I mean mm-hmm. you're sitting there waiting for nature to do mm-hmm. its thing um, and it was would have been early season when it was um, and I drew back and had no idea about arrows you know anything like that and so I shot she jumped the string um, and was probably the greatest thing that ever happened to me because finding out i was like not set up at all Mm -hmm. my sight was like dialed in maybe at 20 yards you know but i just had no clue what i was doing yeah um but after that happened like the adrenaline everything and i'm like this is freaking cool Mm -hmm. i want to do this yeah um and so then um i got a hang on stand and you know sat a couple more times and then that was at the same point where i'm like hey i'm gonna join the military and so um, then I went and joined the military, and it was a thing where just constantly be gone um, with my job I had when mm-hmm. I was there. I was gone like 25 days of the year, or 20, sorry, 25 days of every month. So mm-hmm. I was like, come home, quick turnaround. So it was, in all honesty, would come home, party hard with friends, and then it was like, go back to another mission, kind of thing like that. So it was, um, but now looking back at it, I was in Nebraska. I probably had prime hunting property i could have been on you know Mm -hmm. like not knowing anything now it's like hey (laughs) your parents had property down here you know where's that farm kind of thing but yeah um but i always had my bow so i would like move it and so it was like in the barracks you couldn't have weapons so it was like either guns or bows or anything like that so like on base you couldn't so i always had friends that lived off base and i'd leave all my stuff there Mm -hmm. um but it just was never like a topic of conversation of like hunting or anything like that so it was just this bow every time we'd move i'd just keep moving it yeah and uh you know it was one of those things where finally separated separated out of the military and it was like moving into our house and stuff you know my both my wife's like what are you gonna do with that thing you know like get rid of it Mm -hmm. you know we don't have room for it or (laughs) you know use it or whatever and and then it was being out of the military was that thing where like adam said it was just like I had this feeling in me, you know, that I just like something was missing. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, part of it was, you know, it, we moved out of state. Um, <clears throat> well, we temporarily moved up to Minnesota. Um, now we do reside back in Wisconsin, but um, it was just new setting, new environment. Didn't really know people. I knew Adam, but we would work together for, you know, three months or whatever, and then he'd be gone. And so it was kind of like just this working relationship we had um didn't really know anybody else and it was um you know something where it was just like hey I got this bow let me pull this thing out and you know try shooting it again mm-hmm. you know and so I went and bought a target and started shooting in the backyard and I'm like man I miss this you know like but then it was a thing it's like I was having fun doing it but I didn't have you know a group or you know people to be with um so it was actually pretty fortunate um that I, man, I don't even remember how it happened, but, um, I found out about HHA USA and it was like, that was the very first year that Chris started doing it as HHA USA. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chris Ham's, uh, one of the co-owners of HHA sports. Yeah. Um, and there was a shoot down at Warren's, um, uh, Wisconsin. And I think I shot Chris, a 
message on Instagram. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I come down? I've never shot 3D or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you mind if I come down and just walk with you and see what this is all about? Yeah. And it was, I didn't know who to reach out to. Mm-hmm. So the fact that some random guy is shooting a direct message to the owner of a, <laughs> right. of a site company is just baffling to me. You know? But <laughs> yeah. the fact that like, he's like, yeah, no problem, come down. Mm-hmm. And so I went and walked around with them and he shot with a, you know, there's group of guys and everything and was walking through and I'm like, oh, this is like golf, but for outdoor people. <laughs> and I'm like, you're just shooting at that thing? And you're like, yeah. yeah. And you guys are just having fun? And you're like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and compares to it where I came from, so when, actually when I got out, I was manager of a gun shop and stuff. So I was shooting guns all the time. But you take someone to the gun range, it's loud, you know, you loading magazines, it's whatever, yeah. you know, but it, it's it's a loud environment and it's the kind of thing where like <clears throat> you're both there doing the thing, but you're not like doing it together kind of right. thing like mm-hmm. that. Whereas like when I was on the archery range, you know, walking a 3D event, it's like person A, you know, walks up to shoot, you know, and you're either razzing them or whatever, you know, but yeah. but they shoot and it you're having a good time, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what you're doing. You're either trying to throw someone off just because you want to, or you're yeah. like, I'm going to watch this guy shoot because he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then meeting the individuals that are at those shoots and you find out you're like, Oh, we're all the same, you know, at the end of the day. And the biggest thing is like, we both love archery, you know? And so it's being in that environment. And then fortunate with Chris, um, when I was talking to him and then um, with a nonprofit we were at before that Chris was like, Hey, we're a hundred percent on board. We'll, we'll get you guys sites. We'll, you know, for, for all your students bows and stuff like that. Um, and then when I approached him with RJ origins and what Adam and I had the idea of, and then, you know, what we wanted to do, he, you know, just stepped aside and he's like, I'm with you guys a hundred percent. So yeah. that was like the biggest thing is, is, I mean, for us is because one, um, with him running his nonprofit that, you know, he's got an idea of what's going on, but two, just the overall of bringing veterans together, you know, in the archery world, um, bringing them to established events, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that was just like awesome for us because it's like, Hey, we're going to bring our group of veterans and we're guaranteed we're going to meet other veterans. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to have a blast doing this. We're going to have fun. We're going to break away either we're going to see you guys at the next shoot kind of thing like that, or it's, you still have somebody where you connect, connect to, right. you know, kind of like that. And it's, doesn't matter what state you're at, but you can, sh- you know, and, and the nicest thing about, you know, social media and stuff like that is you can still see what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, cool. Mm-hmm. This guy's still shooting, you know, or something like that. Or it's, you know, I've had the other thing too, where you've seen guys and they're not, you know, either a guys don't post stuff, whatever, or, you know, haven't shot and you like reach out to someone and you're like, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, and if someone's like, oh, man, I've been in a kind of lull and stuff like that. And you're just like, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? You know, hey, man, I got a family, too. I get it. Yeah. You know, it's it's rough. The economy's garbage right now. You know, I get it. You know, is there anything we can help with? You know, I I wish I could just send money out to friends, you know, when they're having hard financial times. But, right. But, you know, all I can really do is just, you know, give someone a little bit of hope of, like, I've been there. This is how I did it. You know, um, I went and saw a therapist for a while. Um, you know, it was something I was struggling with some stuff and I'm not ashamed of it because that individual helped me get through some things that I was dealing with. Right. Um, you know, and so it's a thing where I can approach guys and I'm like, Hey, I went and saw somebody. It's, it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a problem with it, 
you know, I understand that stigma of it. Let's talk. See if there's something that I went through that I under, you know, can hear from you, you know, right. and I, this is what worked for me, you know, try doing it, you know, and try to walk through someone through it. Um, you know, and it's just that thing of like the camaraderie around it is just amazing. Yeah. And it's the, the friendships you grow out of it, you know, and it's just at the end of the day, like I said, when I was traveling the world, you know, and I got to meet other people, you know, from different cultures and they just cared about each other. It's like the archery world is huge with that. Where it's like mm-hmm. everybody just wants to help everybody. Yeah. You know, so and it's, it's, you know, not this whole, I shot 180, you know, you know, 180 deer. I shot a 200 deer, you know, it's like you're getting there and you're ranger and you're like, we're both shooting together. You know, let's have fun. Yeah. You know, and then once someone shoots a tree, then he razz that guy because it's fun. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is perfect because you're segueing right into the obviously the next thing that we want to talk about. And that's how I met you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known Chris for a very long time and talking about Chris Ham of HHA again. And uh, and when you had reached out to me, you know, I get a lot of these requests. I think we talked about mm-hmm. that before. I get a lot of these requests. And it's, it's hard to sift through them. You know, some, some people have a really like attractive facade, but after you agree to work with them in some aspect, you find out that that's not real, you know? And so it's hard to know what's real and what's not, Mm -hmm. you know? And just the fact that, uh, you had Chris, you know, in your court was huge. And then, so it's like, yeah, let's, let's meet up, you know? And so you guys came up here to the shop and we sat in this room and we had a conversation and, and immediately same thing. I was just like, yeah, we, we want to do this, you know? And the only, uh, hesitation I had was that I just had to run it by the CEO, which again, he was just like, why are you even asking me this? Do it. You know, don't ask <laughs> yeah. that, do it, you know? So, and I'm just like, Hey man, just want to make sure. But, uh, so, you know, it was a, it was a no brainer for me. And, um, you know, so I'll kind of let you get into that a little bit more into detail. You guys can kind of figure out how you want to um, discuss it. But tell us about Archery Origins and, and why you decided to start that project. Sure. Uh, well, I guess we'll start from the beginning. Um, so like we both kind of mentioned earlier, we were working with another nonprofit at the time. Um, and, you know, great, great group of guys, great organization. But for him and I, it just seemed like that organization was like strictly all about hunting mm. and not necessarily like teaching people how to shoot. It's here's a plot of land. Here's your bow. Go get them. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, and that was my first experience. I don't know how to hunt. I don't know how to bow hunt. Mm-hmm. I just assume you just climb in a tree yeah. and just wait. Right. That's all I know about hunting. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, years later, you know, you come to realize there's a hell of a lot more to it than just climbing up in a tree and waiting there. But, um, so yeah, we decided that that really wasn't something that, you know, we, really enjoyed and you know kyle was shooting 3d and kept trying to get me to do 3d you know stubborn as i am i always said "Ah, i got something else going on or whatever and actually went out and shot a 3d shoot i think the first one i did was at south 40 Mm -hmm. and had a blast that was so much fun Mm -hmm. like you're just walking with a group of guys and just chit-chatting or you're razzing guys that are shooting because that's fun everybody in the military likes to do that and you know you just you meet these guys for the first time and it's like your best buddies yeah you know and so we decided, hey, you know, let's start, you know, our own nonprofit focused on the sport, the entire sport of archery, like archery origins, you know. And so, you know, you get your bow and we'll teach you how to shoot it. If you want to go hunting, we'll teach you about hunting and take you hunting. You 
don't like that, that's fine. You want to shoot 3D? Awesome. Let's go shoot 3D courses. We got three or four of them right here. What one do you want to go to? Mm -hmm. If that's not your thing, you want to shoot target archery? Okay, cool. Let's do that too. You know, I just enjoy shooting. I don't care what I'm shooting at. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, we, we founded Archery Origins as a way to kind of take something that both him and I um, like experienced, like got something out of archery that we didn't necessarily know we were even missing. Mm -hmm. um, and decided, hey, let's build this thing to like give that to other veterans that maybe they don't know they're missing something, but you get behind a bow sight and nothing in the world matters except for breaking that shot off clean. You right. know, it's, that, it's like that finite moment in time where everything in the world is perfect. Mm -hmm. It was like right before you crack that trigger. Like that's what does it for me. It was like you could be the worst day on your life, you know, of your life, but I've never had a bad day on the range. Yeah. You know, so that's why I decided to do it. I guess mm -hmm. I don't, Kyle, maybe. <coughs> yeah, I mean, like what we said, it's uh, um, like that therapeutic that you get from archery is just crazy, and you don't mm -hmm. know until you do it. Mm -hmm. And it's like you said. I'd be, podcast after podcast after podcast you know everyone says the same thing about archery it's just that it's like when you're in the moment you're just having fun and how many times you know we've been out on shoots and stuff and it's just what adam was saying about when he was deployed and you're just having a blast with your buddies because that's where you are yeah that's like the same thing that happens when you're shooting it's like you're all there together. You're all doing the same thing. So make the best of it. You just have fun. Yeah. And I mean, I've, man, I've been on 3D courses though too, where Adam blows his bow up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, fortunately the 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 clubhouse, clubhouse had a bow press. had a bow press, and Jake from HHA was there, and I'm like, Jake, can you do something with this? Mm. And he got him going, but it was enough to just go, you know, finish shooting, or yep. you know, um, man, I had one other. Um, crappy situation. Um, we were at a shoot, um, and a friend of mine got a phone call that another friend of his passed away. Mm. And that was like, you feel helpless. Right. I mean, cause it's, you know, just seeing somebody go through that is like the worst thing. But knowing that it just happened that I was there, you know, at this, and you know, situation, you know, if he would have been at home doing whatever, you know, alone or whatever, but I was just there, you know, and I'm just like, how can, how can I help, you know, get through this? Granted, we didn't go back out and shoot, you know, it was one of right. those things, but just sitting down with him at a picnic table, um, you know, and just talking and, you know, he, I just needed to listen, yep. you know, he's, you know, just letting it all out. And I'm just like, yeah, man, tell me, keep talking keep mm -hmm. talking you know and it's so you know the goods and the bads but it's the thing is is you know knowing that i was there to just try to give a little assistance to somebody yeah. you know it was like a huge thing so it's it's not necessarily about putting your arrow on target it's mm -hmm. yep. the you know the the conversations you know the things that you get out of it behind the bow yep. is the biggest take back from me so um taking that you know and, and what we talked about before is like ptsd you know, so you get a lot of these individuals that are introverts, you know, or um, don't know how to affiliate themselves into, um, you know, the archery world. Mm -hmm. um, I met a vet last night and I was talking with him and I asked him about, you know, if he does archery and stuff like that or, you know, does hunting. And he said he did it when he was a kid, but he didn't know how to get back into it now. 
you know, and it has wanted. And I'm like, man, let me tell you what I got. <laughs> so it was, um, you met the right yeah. guy. Um, but it's the thing where it's like, <clears throat> I've learned just to that simple question of, Hey, do you shoot archery? Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, and it's, it's the point of why we focus for veterans is twofold. It's like, one, I'm trying to grow my Rolodex of friends mm-hmm. because it is very weird, but when you get veterans together or military members together, you click. Everyone's got that chip on that shoulder. Everybody kind of understands each other. Yeah. Um, you understand, you know, dark humor. You know, it's, it's just a weird thing. We laugh at shitty situations because everybody's kind of been in them. Mm-hmm. When you're in – I've been at other – situations where you have like veterans and civilians it's just how we break things up Mm -hmm. um but you're in a group and you're talking and you can see the facial features of like civilians when you're talking about stuff and like veterans are in there just laughing you see civilians where they're just like you know like questioning (laughs) if they should like laugh at something or whatever and you're like you're like man that's why that's why i prefer to hang out with these individuals it's just because they get me you know or i get them you know Mm -hmm. so then when we're in that of teaching somebody something, it, it's being in the military, you're all, always used to being, like, told how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, you listen. You just kind of need someone to instruct you through it. Yeah. But for with us, with Archery Origins, is, is um, we'll get a student. We'll do a one-on-one class with them for, um, you know, t- to teach them step-by-step step on, you know, how we're going to do it. But we work on their schedule. You know, I work 40 hours a week. You know, student could work 40 hours a week, you know, so we're going to get it. We have families, you know, my kids do uh, dance and jujitsu. So it's a thing of like, hey, man, I can't do it on Tuesdays, Thursdays. What's your schedule like? You mm-hmm. know, we got a buddy that's um, a student that's in the class. Don't call him students, whatever. He's another adult. Um, but his kids play hockey. So his schedule is like super Insane. limited. Yeah. yeah. So the thing where we're like, we haven't been together for like two months just because he's been in, you know, constant that but it's the other side is is like i'm not going to take away from your family time yeah so we'll go on your progression too so if you want to go shoot in your backyard or in your basement and go you know doing whatever you can i mean dudley's got awesome stuff with school and knock where you Mm -hmm. can walk through and teach yourself on it but it's also the thing of like just checking in with someone getting there and i'm like hey you know let's shoot for an hour have fun you know and just kind of watch the mechanics of what's going on you know tweak a little bit things but i'm not trying to teach somebody how to be an Olympic shooter. I yeah. have no clue what's going on. I punch <laughs> my trigger all the time. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. the thing of like, all I'm doing is just trying to push this individual, you know, to where they want to go, where they want to be. Right. You know, and then like Adam was saying, we, we've been very fortunate. We've gotten permission to hunt on various farms in Wisconsin and Minnesota. Um, myself and James were both Wisconsin residents. Um, Adam, Chaz and Ben are Minnesota residents, and then we have Jeff, who is down in Kansas. Um, so he's kind of our our extension guy, um, but that's also a thing where if this starts taking off, Jeff's going to be our first guy that's out of state that's going to start a new chapter. Mm, okay. Um, you yeah. know, so it's kind of our five-year plan of, like, he's in there with us, but um, he, he did live up here in Hudson and then moved down there. But, um, I mean, the, the craziest thing, though, is that, when we've had, we make them our, our meetings, when we have meetings, but um, one of our guys, they have a pool. So we had it 
we knocked out a meeting and the kids were playing in the pool, mm-hmm. you know, with the wives this summer. So we did yeah. it twofold. You know, we did a cookout, but we got the families together. You know, we all had fun, but then we knocked out a meeting. So yeah. I mean, that was like the best thing is like we're, we're trying to bring these individuals together because it's what we have, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we get together, our kids can all play together like it's fun. Yeah. You know, and then more often than not, we start talking archery, you know, and our wives are like, oh, you guys are talking about that again. You know, I'm like, look at Adam's new bow, you know, and they're yeah. like, really? And I'm like, yeah, but it's different than last year's model. Let's, yeah. let's you know, check it out. So yeah. it's the cool thing of like, that's what we get, you know, entrenched in. Or, mm-hmm. you know, one of our guys, Chaz, was out hunting elk in, was it Montana or whatever? But it's just, you know, like you said, hearing about, you know, the hunts and stuff like that. It's like, that's yeah. what we care about. You know, yeah. it's like, I don't watch sports. I'll watch Formula One racing and I'll watch Supercross, but I don't know what teams are going to play after the football. Yeah. One of those I, weird guys. But, I don't either. <laughs> but it's the thing where it's like we get together on a on a Sunday. It's like I don't know what sports are on, but we'll sit here, we'll talk, we'll have fun, you know, yeah. whatever. You know, Adam's going to tell me about his six weeks. He was down in Kansas, Missouri, not having fun, but it's still <laughs> interesting to me because it's he's still in the military, so it's like, tell yeah. me about that, you know, yeah. what's going on. So mm-hmm. it's that it, what we do, you know, with getting students in. Um, I was gonna say it's very different, I guess, it's not ideal on how other nonprofits do, you know, it, it's right now at the point where we're at, we're still new about it, we're still trying to get individuals to you know get signed up more often not it's word of mouth but um you know it's more so like i seek individuals out because it's like hey you you know that guy that i was talking about last night um he rolls jujitsu at the same gym i do um he just ended up knows my future brother-in-law it's just like a super small world but it's the thing where i'm like dude let's go you know like how many guys i've met at jujitsu that shoot archery and stuff and Mm -hmm. you know i'm like you shoot bows? And they're like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, you like shoot a bow or you like shoot bows? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Cause I'm that guy where, what, two years ago went to every HHA USA uh-huh. shoot. I mean, we went to bow fest. It was crazy on the busy year. how much traveling we were doing. Yeah. And it was, if it wasn't HHA shoot, it was a shoot at South 40. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was just like stacked. And then my wife's like, all right, next year you kind of like got to settle down because it was like <laughs> every 3d shoot from yeah. like april to opener season yeah. opener and then yeah. i was hunting mm-hmm. you know was, so it's like <laughs> it was like every other weekend yeah. for a year was just way too much but yeah. the trip yeah the trips we had and how much fun we had was just awesome yeah, yeah. just yeah. carpooling you know with all the guys and that was a good time <laughs> it was really busy but <laughs> yeah. it was a blast and like uh, was it this spring we did the vortex thing mm-hmm. right and then the hha shoot the next day yeah like that was a blast and you brought uh your two buddies were out there who were vets and i've never met these guys but it was like we're old friends mm-hmm. like it was like we just clicked up right away and we were best buddies that night when we were out having dinner you know yeah we did this yep. this vortex tour and kind of shook hands and kissed babies with people and then <laughs> you know that night it's like okay well now what uh so we all went out to dinner and stayed out way too late um <laughs> for a shoot the next morning but i had a blast that night i had a blast the next day at the shoot until i blew my bow up um you still had a blast after still, still had a blast after <laughs> still shot long uh, shot after yeah <laughs> so it was a good time it's just yeah. the, the whole community thing it's like no matter where we go we're gonna have friends that are there mm-hmm. or we're gonna make new friends yeah um 
but yeah i mean that's kind of what ao is about it's it's really fun to see like the excitement that is on your faces when you guys talk about this you know what i mean because um and it and it, it makes me think too you know i've got you know a close group of friends that you know we um some of them hit like four or five of the major TACs, Oof. you know, and I'm, I'm lucky if I can get one or two, two really lucky one, you know? Um, but it, it, when we go, it's, you know, foam is home is like the mm -hmm. main the theme of, yep. the, of the shoot because it's just, that's what we're there to do. You know, we're there to have fun and, uh, and like you, I'm, I'm introverted. So I have to kind of surround myself with extroverted people yep. and my other friend, Rick, is very very outgoing so you know a perfect example is we we're at terry peak this last year and <clears throat> and i've known him for 15 years and i see him he's like sitting i know he's got a lot of friends he knows a lot of people so i see him sitting at this table and there's you know probably 15 people around this you know table and uh and he's just over there talking and i was kind of doing my own thing or whatever and then at some point he had kind of waved me over so i walked over there and He's talking to these people. First time he's ever met him. He's not, you know what I mean? So it's like, I was like, oh my gosh, I thought you knew, I thought you were like good buddies with these people all this time, you yeah. know? And again, it's all of that just like pulling people in and having those conversations and just having a blast. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of see a parallel there with you guys and with my crew too. And, and when we were meeting and we were talking about things, I was just like, man, this is, these are my people, you know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. you know, and, and I very rarely have, I, I can't say that I've seen anybody shoot a bow that didn't like turn around and go, Whoa, like that was cool, you know? And then, and sometimes, you know, like you were saying, I think time would be the only limiting factor. Mm -hmm. If a person had the time, yeah. they would do it more, you know? So I think that that would be maybe the only thing that might ha someone might drift away from it or something like that. But to me, it's super important because we're a very niche group of people. We're 1% of 1% of 1%, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, it's just really cool to see what you guys are doing. And, you know, matter of fact, we've got five bows here now that we, our outfitting, getting them kind of geared up um, so that you guys can uh, give those to students. your students yep. to shoot. And to me, that's that's fantastic because that's – it used to be the poor man's sport, right? Mm -hmm. Not anymore. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's it's wild how much money one – you know, and you, you can spend a reasonable amount of money. You don't have to go crazy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, you know, some people might go, well, you know, I'm not sure if I would like it and so I don't want to – but for them just to get a bow in their hands and then start shooting it. And then they're most likely going to probably move into another one or, mm -hmm. or want to upgrade. And then it's like, okay, well these guys introduced me to this awesome sport and they donated this bow to me. So I'm going to donate it either back or to somebody else. Right. Do you ever see that happen? Is that usually yeah. what goes on? Yeah. And I mean, that's the big <clears> reason why, like, so with HHA sites and then with your guys' stuff, which is awesome is because it's like, so with their bows, they have solid equipment yeah. that they can take off and move to a flagship yep. bow. Yeah. You know, so that's the nice thing. Um, I don't think we haven't received any bows back from students yet. I mean, we're still younger in this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you're not getting a $40 bow from, you know, the sports goods store. You right. Know I mean? Yeah. They're, they're, they're getting, getting a good bow that, yeah. you know, that 
that they can run out, you know, the rest of their life if they mm-hmm. want to. And more often than not, it's guys like Adam that were in a, a hobby of, you know, shooting PRS, and then next thing you know, he shoots me a message. He's like, man, I sold all my stuff. He's like, I'm getting the new, you know, phase four from Matthew. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah. um, you know, or you get the guys that are just like, that tinker and they want to try new stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, next thing you know, you look at somebody's bow and you're like, what did you do? You yeah. know, or like, you know, you know, going down this route of trying new stuff and everything. But that's also the best part of it is because it's like, when you see that, you're like, ha you're hooked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so it's, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're starting with their, their bow that, you know, we're, we're starting them off with. Um, so either they could run it out or, you know, take stuff off and move it to the next right. thing or yeah recycle it to another veteran and yeah. then they're you know going full-fledged now when they do that though then we try to work with whatever bow shops around their area yeah um you know and try to get them you know hooked up with something you know try to get them a deal if we can or if it's mm-hmm. hey you don't need to buy this year's model how about we find you yeah. you know a used bow that somebody's you know trying to offload and it's like cool we can still get you a you know, a discount on, you know, a rest and yeah. site, you know, so it's, you're not having as much, you know, you know, invested into a setup, but yeah. it's a thing where it's like, we're going from 2006 technology to, you know, 2022, yep. you know, kind of thing like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. But, you know, there's a handful of guys when we go to, you know, different shoots and stuff like that, old timers, you know, roll up and you're like still shooting trad bows, yeah. you know, and those guys are just ripping awesome shooting tens and you're like, man, and I have, I was given two trad bows from a family friend of ours that they had sitting at the bottom, sitting in the basement of the Moose Lodge and gave me, and I bought two strings, and I still have yet to even shoot those bows, but mm. part of me is, like, hesitant of, like, I know I'm going to like this way too much, <laughs> yeah. and it's one less thing that I need to get involved in, right. but mm-hmm. it's a thing where one of those bows is a straight target bow that we have that you guys got. Yeah. Our, or that setting up and it's one of those things of like we in case we do have that individual that does not want to do anything with hunting mm-hmm. but they want to go shoot target you know it's like i got the perfect bow for you yeah you know and it's it's not a brand new bow but if you look up on any forums this bow is the bee's knees and everybody loves it still mm-hmm. so i'm like you still got a solid setup for it though. right so um but yeah i mean it, it's the equipment's great. You know, it's the kind of thing, you know, I mean, at this point in my life, you know, buy once, cry once kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also learn that, you know, there's certain things that you need. There's certain things that you can work away with, you know. But right. for, for someone that's new the first time, I mean, they're not going to know the difference between a $100 and a $500 site. Exactly. Correct? You know, but I'm not going to let them waste their money on something. You know, if, if we can work with a manufacturer and get them a discount on something, it's like, here here's something that you're going to lifetime warranty on and you know, you're going to be able to utilize it no matter what's going on. Yeah, exactly. So. There you have it folks. I mean, if you, you know, if you are listening to this podcast, you probably already <laughs> shoot a bow, but if you know somebody that, you know, if you know a veteran that could benefit from shooting a bow, you know, you want to reach out to these guys because they'll get, they'll get that person set up at minimal cost and you've got the teaching there. You've got, you got somebody backing you up on, on everything, you know what I mean? And, and I think similar to how Chris kind of took you under his wing, I feel like you guys are, you're doing the same thing. You're emulating that. And, and I think that's the biggest part is people don't know where to start, you know? And, and so 
you guys are fostering that. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And that's, that's an, that's an amazing thing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, right now we're just located around the twin cities, Western yeah. Wisconsin is where we are just because we want to have that one-on-one, mm-hmm. um, you know, personal ability with people. Um, like I said, I'm just trying to grow my friendship group too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it's, we do know other archery organizations that we've gotten to meet um, through HHA USA and different things like that. So, I mean, if you're hearing this, if you're not located locally, um, but you do know a deserving veteran, reach out. We'll try to get you connected with, you know, a group closest to you, you know, because it's, I don't want to turn anybody down. Right. You know, willing to help anybody out. Um, you know, we can only work with what we have. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to miss that opportunity of somebody needs help or somebody could use the help right. and we miss it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, looking back at it, it's like, oh, you know, this, this really could have helped this individual. So, um, you know, reach out to us on our um, website, archerorigins.org. There's an info link. You can hit that, mm-hmm. um, shoot us an email. Um, otherwise on Instagram or on there, Archer Origins, shoot us a DM um, and hit us up. You know, we'll definitely try to work with anybody. But, um, yeah, I just – you mentioned it before. It's when someone shoots a bow for their first time or, you know, hits a target or whatever, and that that smile that they get, you know, w- w- making everything come together is, like, yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And you can't take that away. You know, it's a kid on Christmas, you know, opening yeah. the present that w- they wanted. It's, like, seeing that in an adult's face is awesome. Yeah. And it's, like, once you see that – and you get that, you're like, you're hooked. Let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I, I still get that. <laughs> like, I shoot a lot of arrows, man, and I still get that way sometimes. I mean, we were just out there shooting, and he cranked off a shot. I'm like, wow, man, nice shot. It was actually a terrible shot. I just can't, <laughs> I just can't see 40 yards. Uh, the form looked good, though. Kyle's yeah. like, what are you talking about, man? That was high left. <laughs> oh, all right, my bad. Good shot, though. Yeah. And, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I still get that way. I'm still giddy when I get to shoot. And unfortunately, as cold as it is here in the winter, I don't get to shoot as much as I'd prefer yeah. to. But I think after putting a couple holes in the wall through the old Target in the basement, my wife, <laughs> you know, you're shooting outside from now on. <laughs> so, oh, man, you got to have the spackle on, on uh, tap, that, man. <laughs> I, like we just revent- or, uh, redid our basement a couple of years ago, and I thought it would be a great idea to throw an old Target up against the wall and shoot some arrows at it and there's yeah just that, that center dot and it's just right through it right into the wall oh boy, like, oh boy. yeah I hang like a poster over it or something <laughs> <laughs> just outed myself that's awesome yeah. well one other thing too because i know you you mentioned that you it's it's more local yep. you know and i and i understand that but what about what about other archers like nationwide that might want to donate some product like what if they got a bow or if they got some accessories that they would want to send I'm, I'm assuming you guys would Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Down for that? Yes. Yeah, we'll definitely take it, no matter what it is. I mean, we'll take it. If we're not going to use it, we'll at least either get it to a, you know, kids group or something like that. But, you know, everybody's got a pile of something that they're, you know, sitting in their basement. And it's, you know, we're fortunately, you know, our new partnership with you guys, you know, so if we get an old bow, we'll get a new string on it. You know, we'll we'll get a good rest on it. You Mm -hmm. know, we've got a site we can put on it. So, I mean. We can take old stuff and make it new. For sure. Um, so, yeah, anything like that. Um, and I and for the record, I wouldn't be upset if somebody sent you a whisker biscuit and you put it on a bow. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, it's no. all for the greater good yeah, to oh, me. Sure. So it's not, 
it's not like oh it needs to be there needs to be exclusivity you know it's just whatever you can get well and we've had a lot of it too where it's like we've started a student off with something and then their kids get into it and their kids just get the old stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm like you know and they they ask us and i'm like cool let them use it Mm -hmm. this is what it's for if you're getting one more person in and now you know a father and son are starting a whole new relationship around archery it's like that's awesome that's all it's about it's it's just getting you out there to do it yeah you know and if it's more than likely that the kids want to do it more than the parents do so it's Mm -hmm. like you know hey let's go shoot you're like all right you know get you out of there and then next thing you do you run into them at a range and they're shooting together and you're like awesome yeah this is what it's about yeah you know and it's not just the relationship we have but you know you can start a new relationship with your you know son or daughter um you know adam said the same thing but it's like we go shooting and it's just fun as a family environment Mm -hmm. right so for sure well that's awesome what you guys are doing and speaking of the relationship that you guys have have with hha um you guys made a film uh was it this past summer or it launched well i suppose the date's right on here yeah, it was uh, last year. We started. Yeah. Yeah, we did our first filming five, at five months ago. Yeah, at that first vortex shoot, and then they yep. did a second part at. Uh, um, yeah, we were down on uh, on the farm. Yeah, yeah. Did yep. yep. some shooting scout early, super early season scouting down there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, so this podcast has been like a while in the making. We've been because <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about it almost right away. Yeah, you know, but again, it's just trying to get together. You guys are an hour away, but. Um, so there is a, so yeah, that HHA video, uh, it's the archery origin story and, um, I'll put a link, cool. uh, in the video here and then also in the description so that people can go there and get a little bit more information. It's yeah. a, it's an, it's a great film. Um, and just be prepared, have some tissues on you. It's a little <laughs> bit of a tearjerker. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's what, you know, that that's a huge, you know, some guys are like, well, I, I don't, you know, and it's just like, Hey man. Let it out. Let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what this is all about. It's about helping people. Um, and like you were saying, you know, your friend who had lost his friend, you know, you were there for him in that moment. And that's beautiful. And this is a beautiful film. So I think everybody needs to go check that out just to see what, get a better perspective as to what you guys are all about. Awesome. Appreciate it. Um, and both you guys are in the film, right? Yeah. We're in yeah. the film. Adam doesn't speak in that film, i don't i so. don't interview in that film but i'm, I'm there <laughs> what'd you say you're like eating some cashews or something yeah i think like i had a i don't know i was in a, a cashew kick nuts, that yeah. day <laughs> crushing these cashews <laughs> oh man yeah so definitely go check that out for sure do you have any like advice that you anything in particular piece of advice in in relation to archery that you would have for anybody new getting into it or or just anybody who's been shooting a bow <laughs> i'd say uh when you start out we all suck <laughs> yeah believe it or not i mean it's it's <clears throat> it happens you get better yeah the more time you put into it you know seek out help mm-hmm. if you want but you know we've all been there when it's just you know you think you're doing great and then you see someone shoot better than you and you're like oh, i suck mm-hmm. but then you're like no, it's just, you just need more time. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't go buy a 80 pound bow <laughs> if you're just starting out. <laughs> yeah. you know? That's a good one. Yep. Um, I like that. There's nothing wrong with shooting. What are you at? 47, 48 pounds. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. <coughs> no. right? I had a shoulder injury. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I was. That's just me jabbing <laughs> them when I can. Um, yeah. That's great. But I think I, like I had a 60 pound bow and I dialed it back to like 53 or something like that. But, 
you know, when you first start shooting it, you're going to be, you're going to be sore because, you know, you're using muscles that you don't use a whole lot of the right. time and you draw right. that bow back, you know, 10 times a day, 50 times a day, whatever it happens to be, you're going to be pretty sore. Mm-hmm. Um, just take it easy. Don't hurt yourself. Um, make sure you actually knock an arrow uh, <laughs> before you shoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's probably the big one. Mm-hmm. One other thing I'd say is, is if you've never been to a 3d shoot or want to just find yeah. one around your area yeah go there and if you see a group going out or a person just ask them if you can join yeah how many times we've been somewhere and someone's like do you mind if i join i'm like mm-hmm. no why yeah. did, why would i care yeah and we're both going to do the same thing mm-hmm. yeah. let's go have fun you know where it's like you get the stigma of like you know i don't know anybody i can't go do this or anything it's like you know it, if you find the one person that's like no i don't want you to shoot Either A, I'm sure they're trying to shoot and get out of there. They got something going on, yeah. you know, or whatever is going on with them. But you're going to find a group to shoot with. So, yeah, yeah go have fun. It's, it's kind of like going to the gym for the first time. Like a lot of people don't want to go to a, like a big gym, yeah. you know, for the first time. You know, maybe they don't know what they're doing or, you know, they think everybody's watching them. You know, yeah. that's if people are looking at you, they're just making sure you're doing things safely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really what it is. And yeah. it's, it's kind of like that in archery, too. You go to these, you know, these 3D shoots or maybe you want to shoot a league for the first time ever. You know, you got you're maybe you're a little apprehensive about the crowd or how good you're going to shoot or mm-hmm. uh, just go shoot. Yeah. yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to you know throw shade at you because you're not hitting X's every time. Right. You know, and we always do that thing, too, where a lot of times, you know, there might just be two or three of us in a group and then you've got couple guys behind you shooting and it's just like why why are we we doing this let's just shoot together you know i've met so many cool people and even just like out at the tac this last year it's like just having oh so what do you do and talking about and then i mentioned the podcast and then you know we get done shooting get off the range and stuff like that and 20 minutes later i'm sitting there eating a burger and having a beer and i get a notification that you know we got two new follows and then you know, a couple more follows come from those people who mm-hmm. followed us, you know, so even just that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And yeah. of course with you guys too, it just makes sense, right? To, um, it's just, you just meet, it's a good way to meet people. And especially like if, if you're introverted, you know, it's just a really good segue, yeah. you know, to get into that. Cause now you're kind of, you, you got some common ground to start the conversation with, and then you can kind of move into, move into more things after that. Yeah. But. And one thing I love too, like when we're at a shoot, you know, and we're all wearing Archer origins hats or shirts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, get people in like, what is that? I'm like, perfect. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, let me yep. give you my sales pitch, you exactly. know, kind of thing. And you just tell them, we're just like, we're just a group of guys, yeah. you know, this is what we do, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And then, and we had one individual at a HHA USA shoot that, gave us a very generous donation um you know a cash donation and it was just one of those things and he just felt that he needed the help you yeah. know it's just one of those things where you're like thank you yeah. you know believe it or not this is going to go a lot farther than you think or mm-hmm. you know you know right. and it's like you have the opportunity to save somebody you know like you said you know if they're substance abuse or something like that it's like here's your new drug man let's yeah. go you know here's your bow and then you know how many guys are like cool we're going to take you hunting you know, now, you know, you're taking, you know, you're going to harvest a deer. Now here's food for your family. You know, mm-hmm. now it's here for something for you to get an opportunity to learn how to cook this. Yeah. You know, now your kids are cooking with you. 
you know, all different things like that, you know. So it's it's just a huge opportunity that you don't realize that, you know, starts segment segue in into the next thing, mm-hmm. you know, next and it's the other day we got a picture from one of our guys, you know, they had a venison backstrap dinner, you oh, know, yeah. and it's kind of things like that. And it's yeah. just like cool, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so yeah, taking those opportunities to talk to somebody new and how many times do we get it where somebody's you know, you meet someone that was a veteran from an older generation and they're kind of hesitant and you're like, we're both veterans. We've mm-hmm. both served, you know, there, there's, why is there the stigma of, you know, that, you know, because I deployed to this location, you didn't or whatever, you know, that we're different. So, I mean, just the conversations you have and man, I love listening to old timers talk about when they were in oh, just yeah. what they dealt with and the things they were doing. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you were a badass. <laughs> I was just here. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it it made me think about um, also like what you were saying <clears throat> in regards to you know just asking people, um, and you know I I just I would want to add to that and say archery has its fair share of jerks, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you may have somebody. I don't know. I maybe maybe somebody might not be like, well, no, you can't shoot with me. But I've had situations where you you know you asking somebody a question and they they're just kind of standoffish. You know what I mean? Like they're just they don't want to really talk about it. And again, I I try to look at it as oh maybe they're just really introverted too and they yeah. don't want to. Um, but just keep going. You're gonna find somebody that's gonna help you. Oh, so sure. don't be discouraged by that. You know what I mean? It's just there are some people out there that they just want to gatekeep or just want to keep to themselves, and that's okay, and just keep moving on. You're going to find somebody that is going to be willing to talk to you, help you, and come along, man. Let's go. Let's have fun. Let's be friends, you know. For sure. All right. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of this episode. Kyle, Adam, thanks again so much for your time today. I really appreciate it, and um, I know you already mentioned it, but where can uh, where can folks find you guys uh, if they want to get in touch for anything? Um, website is archeryorigins.org or archeryorigins on Instagram. So yep. Go ahead and find us. Awesome. Cool. Well, you can find us at The Range Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Also, be sure to head over to the Vapor Trail and Stokerize social channels and give us a follow over there. You can also find the video version of this episode on the Vapor Trail YouTube channel. If you like the video, hit that thumbs up button and make sure to subscribe so you can be up to date on all things archery. If you're listening, do me a favor, give us a rating and make sure you give us five stars, only five stars. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we are going to pack up our bows and arrows and we're hitting the range. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Vapor Trail is now offering an exclusive discount to the Range Podcast listeners. Enter promo code TRP15, that's T-R-P-15, at checkout for 15% off VTX bowstrings and Vapor Trail and Stokerize branded t-shirts, hats, and other gear.